stuff. Okay, <laughs> don't say it again. That's, no, I'm not. <laughs> don't say I'm it not going to say anything. Um, <laughs> welcome to Amber Love at Five. The real Dan is back. And, and, and we're not happy about it. Today's, <laughs> today's topic is which one of people's the – this is what I'm going to replace. You're doing great. This is what I'm going to replace. You're doing a great job, buddy. Which one of the people from last week are going to replace me full time? Potentially any of them <laughs> based on what you just said. <laughs> I'll take literally If anyone. you had to pick one, though. An empty chair would be a better choice at this point. I don't know. What if the chair was empty but I stood at the voiceover? Like I just whispered into the camera or something from behind. Probably Pip. I mean <laughs> – yeah, the dog. Yeah, if we had to, if we had to choose anyone, it'd be Pip. What do you think? He's Pip by far the best looking. <laughs> just, that's a good point. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I didn't see it from I, my yeah, way. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. Your mental health's pretty fucked up. Yeah, man. you got to talk to Doctor Kev. Yeah. How many shit. people have you killed? Kev? <laughs> I could fall down. Answer me. <laughs> Pip, is a, Pip is an ankle high dog. <laughs> they saw. They all know what Pip oh. looks like. Oh, okay. Well, I assume if you tuned in last week. Yeah, you would have seen the tiny little white mop. Did that... Pip come in? Oh yeah. yeah, he was up with um, Sydney with us. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, they all saw Pip for the most part. If you tune in regularly, which I assume everyone does, they watch every everyone single episode ever. Yeah. Why would yeah. you not? Yeah. 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 Trent, <laughs> extremely valuable. Trent said, "What the fuck is that?" I assume he's talking he's about, about you. Yeah. person in that chair. This is the OG. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, for anyone watching, Dan's back. Um, he had a holiday in Sydney last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's back. He's feeling refreshed. Yeah. I um, went to uh, save lives from COVID. Sure. Yep. Like, a, like a spirit healer. Okay. Yeah. We, <laughs> that, we don't offer that service. <laughs> he left it in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> don't expect spirit healing to come here. Oh, I'm on the Anvil um, Instagram. That's why I can't see our own fucking uh, uh, We are just bringing up the uh, chat boxes now. But it. if you are tuned in, thank you. If you are Space watching pickle. this. Space oh, pickle. later. Remember Space Pickle? Yeah, Which one's Space, Space Pickle? Thirteen-year-old dude that right. wants to kill him. Yeah, I think you have a. Bit I think to we say. need to address this. Space okay. Um, this is last week. Yes. I remember Space wasn't. I'm pretty sure Space Pickle was on Wild West Wednesday. Okay. Um, as far as a thirteen-year-old watching this show, just be aware that it is rated over fifteen. <laughs> MA fifteen. I, I do. I do always say on, on YouTube, not for kids. Yeah. And well, you can argue teenage is not a kid. Um, well, <laughs> and on. Uh, Spotify, I always say that it's explicit. Yeah. And then on Wednesdays, it is fucking R-rated. Like, the shit we talk about on Wednesdays is... Um, stay away from schools, pickle. Is, <laughs> is, like, mostly bullshit. It's pretty much all uh, a giant joke, you know. Um, so, <laughs> please don't take anything we said last Wednesday very seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> we won't have a go. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. But, yeah, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Today, we're talking about becoming a PT. So this is something that... Oh, someone strange said, what is PT? Personal trainer. I yeah. should have probably put that. In, in Australia, it's the acronym for personal trainer. Um, we, I guess there's a whole different, like a whole bunch of different ways you can go about becoming a PT. But this is a good topic to address because in Australia, it's one of those things that people might not know about. Uh, it might be something that they want to do or they've considered doing. Um, if you are passionate about exercise, it can be a viable career. Um, talking about some, I guess, pros at the start mm. of why you might want to get into the fitness industry. Yeah. I'd say it's a, like the – if you are passionate about your own fitness, it's yeah. not a bad road to go down because it increases your education on the topic. Yeah. I mean, you can apply it to yourself. Yeah. And – who doesn't love doing something that they're passionate about themselves. Yeah, and for the most part, it's probably worth knowing that it is a lot of hard work. Mm. Um, 
you know, most of the courses are fairly basic, also, especially like all the entry level stuff. Um, if you're going to go to university, you're going to obviously get a higher level of education than if you just do, say, a Cert 3, Cert 4 diploma, whatever. Um, so, you know, you have to sort of pick and choose which ones that you think are most appropriate for the career that you potentially want. Um, so, you know, one of the pros of getting into the fitness industry is that it's a massive growth industry. It's not really going anywhere. Um, and people are generally always going to need exercise. One of the reasons, like one of the things that I've seen when, um, you know, powerlifting coaches over in the States and stuff talk about uh, whether it's worth getting into an industry like this, um, you're always going to have a job if you're good at what you do uh, because people are always going to need exercise and as people get more and more technology-based, the more time you spend in front of a screen, the more time you spend sitting down in the office, the more time you spend on fucking Zoom meetings and stuff, the more necessary it is for you to get out and move because you're just not active for the rest of your life and being a professional in an industry that encourages people to come together and develop their support network and move together and be active and understand how they can be active in a healthy and safe way, uh, that kind of job isn't going anywhere realistically. So if you're good at it and you know how to market yourself and network and you educate yourself in the right way, then you will always have a place. You know, mm. there's always going to be people that need a good coach realistically. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, there's fucking a dime a dozen PTs in Australia. You know, yeah, well, I guess because um, they're talking about how to become one, the generic way, I guess, is just, you know, you cert your certifications and mm. working in a, a commercial gym. Yeah. It's the most, you got some um, not in slimy armor. That is nice. great. I said, respect that. Yeah. Hello, fellow adults. Hello, hello. fellow. May, may I have consent to view your stream today? <laughs> hmm. Yes. Yes, we give you consent to view uh, the stream. Well, and then he said, what if scientists invent steroids that have no negative side effects? Everyone will take it and won't need PTs. An interesting <laughs> opinion. Yeah, it's a very specific one too. Um, you know, it's almost like it was designed to counter what Marshall said. Yeah, even though it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> also, are you sure you're an adult? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not an adult question. <laughs> uh, steroids with no negative side effects exist. Yeah, I'm. I mean, but you still need to train. Yeah, on steroids. You can't just take steroids and get fit as fuck. Yeah. You just take steroids and then you. <laughs> full of growth hormone and then you sit in your chair you just get fat like it's yeah your just body would just be full of testosterone or mm. hgh or whatever you pumping into your body but if you don't do the work there will be no results um a common misconception and this is slightly off topic from becoming a pt but well common... i think what you're about to kind of get into is what someone stranger from twitch said i don't take care of my health i know the benefits but i don't think consciously about it how can i include health in my life well the answer is not take steroids <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that will not help um you well we've got a bunch of articles on this stuff mm. um and we start at the very lowest level realistically um if you're looking to start living a more healthy more active life you need to develop what we call a healthy habit so um you basically need to turn exercise into something that is a part of your daily life um you can't do it three times a week you can't just do it on the weekends you can't 
you know, do Friday night football or Saturday soccer, whatever it might be, uh, because it's not a routine then, it's not a part of who you are. That's just something you do realistically. So if you want to turn it into a habit, it needs to be something that you do every single day. That's point one. If you want to start being more healthy, you have to do it every single day. Um, I hope I haven't lost you just yet. That's usually a point where people go, well, I can't possibly fucking do that. <laughs> um, the best way to do that is to start walking more often. Oh, he, oh, like bike my way to work. Yeah. Yes, that is a no. great option. Um, and that, I would say bike your way to work, bike home is an awesome way to do it. You also need to do something on the weekend. So you, it's becoming routine. You need to bike your way to work every single day, you know, so for it to become a habit. Um, if that's not a viable option for you, my suggestion is always a 10-minute walk after every meal that you have. So usually you get an hour for lunch at work. Um, you've probably got a spare 10 minutes in the morning and probably after dinner as well. All you have to do is have your meal and then walk five minutes in one direction out your house or out of the office and then five minutes back, you're done. Um, do that for six to eight weeks and then either look at increasing the length of one of the walks or combining them all together. You do a half hour walk every day. You know, you'll find options, but what you're doing for the first six to eight weeks is teaching your body in your mind that you do have time to be active, that there is room in your day to include something like that and that it's not actually that hard. Um, so start small, build the habit and then get bigger and bigger from there over a long period of time. You know, you could go for walks every day for the next year of your life and then start going to the gym in, the, in fucking 12 months' time or never go to the gym ever. You know, you might just change one to sport or whatever it might be. Um, but... Turn it into a habit first, then look at doing the crazy shit. Um, <laughs> heard that. Yeah, the crazy shit. Yeah. It censored me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, every day I walk 16K, 10 miles, 100 pull-ups, 500 squats, 500 push-ups. Every day. Is this the person that's so that's not that night, healthy? Night in slimy armor. Oh. Isn't that from One Punch Man? Like he's like every day I do 100 push-ups. Right. So he's taking the piss. I think he may be. Wait, can you say but what he's doing? That's I'm not pretty the sure guy he's that, taking the piss. That's not the guy that's not that healthy, right? Is it? Or is that's it the same fucking dude? No, oh wait, no. Sorry, Knight and Slimy Armor. Yeah, okay. Knight and Slimy Armor is the steroid invention guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. He asked before, wait, really? Which kind have no negative side effects? I thought all of them required after-cycle therapy drugs. The and the, then he said, I do all that shit. Which the, is the steroids wild. that have no negative side effects are the ones that you cycle properly under medical supervision. Mm. You know, there are people that are taking have been taking steroids for like 60 plus years that are doing just fine. Um, they just have to be taken in moderation under the advisement of a doctor. You know, there, there are side effects, but they're not necessarily negative unless you take too many and then you don't do the things that are required to rebalance those hormones. So... You know, people seem to demonize this thing as, you know, if you take this, you are fucked, basically. Mm. You know, something will go wrong. No, if you have a doctor who knows exactly what they're doing and they cycle it for you and you follow that step-by-step -step process to the letter, they can be incredibly safe. But it's like, you know, taking fucking Panadol or like a basic painkiller that you get over the counter, if you fucking take the whole packet at once, it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. But if you take the you know, recommended dosage, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah, uh, you answered Space Pickle's question before. You said, what if 
his work's 20 miles away it's and that's oh, too yeah. far but you basically said just walk 10 yeah minutes. walk yeah. you know do the 10 minute walking thing not everyone can walk to work you know not, or not everyone can ride their bike to work that's unreasonable to expect that that would be mm. everybody's solution but another example is um say you catch the train or the bus to work get off one stop earlier walk the rest of the way mm. you know that's that's another solution that i like to see is like a pretty easy access one is trains i mean i don't know what it's like over in the states if every train stop is 20 miles apart <laughs> probably don't do it that way but here in like where i live the train station before my train station is maybe like a 15 20 minute walk away from my house so it's a reasonable thing for me to get off one stop earlier and just walk the rest of the way and i get a little bit of more a little bit more time with whatever podcast or whatever audio book or whatever youtube video that i'm fucking watching at that point so you get a bit more education or you get a bit more time with your music or a bit more mindfulness you know it's win-win yeah and other than that um Darko Sack on Twitch is speaking in Spanish, and oh, uh, yeah. but I think he said hello, how are you, or something. But we only speak English, so yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, we are good. <laughs> bueno. Um, bueno. bueno. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Mr. but that's Man. the end yeah. of <laughs> that's the end of um. Okay, back to being that, a PT. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, being an alpha. Probably male. don't take steroids. To just become a PT. No, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, it's not part of the selection process or anything. Um, basically, in Australia, it is a requirement of commercial gyms that if you're going to teach a group fitness class, you have a minimum of Cert 3 in fitness. And if you're going to teach, uh, if you're going to be an individual one-on-one personal trainer, you need a Cert 4 as a minimum. Um, so if your goal as a personal trainer, if like, you know, you see your career as I really want to work at good life or whatever it might mm. be, fitness first, then you will need to tick those boxes to fulfill those requirements. You know, there are pros and cons to working in a commercial gym. Uh, they're much more supportive environments in terms of uh, fee structures and, and the amount of clients you'll have access to. You probably don't need to do as much marketing of yourself. Um, you know, you can develop relationships a lot uh, more easily they're generally designed for you to succeed if you put in the time yeah, i've heard that can vary though as well i remember speaking to a pt and he was saying one commercial brand would give you say x amount of time doing the classes meeting people and being able to build a client base yeah whereas there was another um commercial gym brand which would kind of just throw you in the deep end yeah it may have been i can't remember which one um and so they're kind of dropout rate almost yeah. was much higher because you base and this people are paying you know equivalent to housing rent yeah every week just to work there and if you don't have a chance to build a client base to cover that then yeah you're just gonna you know so be in the negative it's um it's a high turnover industry but the reason for that is there are a lot of pts out there and for a commercial gym it might be more financially viable for them to throw you in the deep end. If you're not good enough, they just get a new one because they can afford to do that. Mm. You know, so that's what I mean when I say it's hard fucking work is, you know, you're going to have to hit the ground running and you're going to have to have pretty decent people skills. You're going to need to know your shit relatively well um, and you can't really waste any time developing those relationships. Um that's not the only solution. However, that's generally one of the safest ways to go in the fitness industry if you if your goal is just being a personal trainer. Um, other ways to go is uh, making your own business. 
uh, and then training people out of, you know, maybe a park or you rent space in a gym or you, you know, have a home gym out of your garage. Um, that process is a little different. You don't need any certifications in Australia to do that. Yeah, even more like not non-commercial gyms, you know, yeah. like a box, a, yeah. a CrossFit box or something, you don't need qualifications. Yeah. You know, they might have their own thing where you need a specific yeah. um, qualification to their sport. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, in Australia, there's no rec- required. Yeah. And you can get in. So insurance is the main thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as a PT, you need to be insured. Uh, if you work for a commercial gym, the gym is insured and they will cover you uh, for the most part. From what I'm aware, you'd have to check into And obviously, they would explain that to you when you started working there. Um, but insurance is the number one thing just in case somebody gets hurt because obviously being a PT, people are exercising and they might tweak something or whatever and then they might blame you for it. It's unlikely. Most people when they exercise don't tend to turn around and go, fuck you to the PT. Um, that's fairly rare from what I understand. But it could happen and the insurance is there basically to protect you. Um, insurance companies may have requirements for you to be educated to a certain level before they will insure you or from what, you know, I mean, you got to look at it as all of these things are businesses, right? Commercial gyms need to make money. They're not, they don't care about the clients as much. The PTs care about the clients, but the gym itself wants to make money. It's a business. Um, insurance companies also a business. So for the most part, they will give you insurance regardless of the level of education because there's no requirement for you to be certified to any extent. Um, but they may make you pay out your ass for that insurance because you don't have the qualifications. Does that make sense? So as if- I said, I say that to Trent all the time. I'm not I don't sure know what she was referring. We've yeah. said a lot of words. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but basically, like if you turn around and say to an insurance company, hey, I want to be PT, they'll go, yeah, sick. We'll give you PI and PL, like 1 million and 5 million cover. Um, they'll just be like, you know, where do you plan on doing it? And you'll be like, well, I really have this dream for uh, doing PT on a deck floating out in the ocean. And they'll be like, <laughs> And they'd be like, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. That's a great idea. Um, how educated are you in things like saving people from drowning? Can you swim? Yeah. yeah. And, they, and you know, can you teach people to exercise safely? And be like, ah, no, I don't have any courses, but I just have a really good feeling about this business. Yeah. And the insurance company is going to say, that's sick. You know, you're doing a great thing. We love to see people getting fit. Uh, you will need to pay us $1,000 a week. Or more, ten thousand dollars a week. Mm. It's going to be a lot, right? Because that's a really fucking dumb idea. Um, <laughs> well, but really? <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it work, yeah, yeah you can have it. Cruise sessions. Shop. Um, I don't know if it's a cruise session. If you're <laughs> essentially like, was it castaway? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> All the sessions will be conducted with kettlebells, and for the safety of the equipment, the kettlebells will be duct taped <laughs> to your hands and feet. <laughs> So just don't fall off is my recommendation. Um, the, insurance company, yeah, the insurance company might turn around and be like, how are you going to stop people from falling off? And you'd be like, oh, I've got like a rope. They're all tethered so off. They're, <laughs> they're tethered to each other. One so, goes yeah, in, one <laughs> the, fear, yeah. the fear of joint drowning. I'm just going to reinstate that this business plan is a joke. Yeah. Please don't anyone. Dude, <laughs> just fucking get insured. Imagine right? like a hundred years. They find like a daisy chain of skeletons. <laughs> like, like kettlebells. Skeletons. Like... <laughs> 
on the seafloor. Yeah. Like. And, they're, and they're sitting there going, how could this possibly have happened? Yeah. Oh, this must have been a, it must have been a pirate, sort of pirate, yeah. pirate slaves yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, galley slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Just another one of Nathan's failed business <laughs> ideas. Yeah, so the insurance plan being, uh, well, the insurance company being a business is going to insure you. That's, I mean, they win in this situation. In yeah. fact, they really win because your business plan is most likely to fuck someone up and then they make money out of that, right? Um, it's just going to cost a absolute shitload for you to be insured. Same by as company. insuring a car. So, yeah, yeah it's exactly, exactly right. It's based on like risk factors. Yeah. yeah, so they consider the risks of your business and the risks of you as a trainer and then they will insure you for a price at you know that's relative to that risk. So the more educated you are, the lower risk you have of hurting somebody, right? So that's a factor that they take into consideration. In Australia, <laughs> so we, you go away for one week, you can't handle one fucking joke. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was just, just picturing it in my head and it made me laugh. <laughs> don't picture it. No. Block it out. It's oh, a secret. Okay. Just don't even think about yeah. it. Don't think about the kettlebell daisy chain of human beings <laughs> under this platform floating in the ocean. It's a bad idea. Right. Um, yeah, so being a PT in Australia, you, if you wanted to just do it out of your garage, you don't need a Cert 3 or a Cert 4. The advice that you're giving people is probably not going to be that great advice. You know, if you've got no experience in the fitness industry, if all you've done is like lift weights for a year and you go, you know what, I could do this for a living. And then you don't further your education. You just tell people how you've been lifting weights for a year. It could be wrong, you know. So it's a good idea to get further education and you need to be aware of where you're getting it. You know, accredited institutions like in Australia, TAFE, you know, certificates, diplomas, and then above university education. If you go down that route, you're getting it, you're getting information that has been, it's got the tick of approval. You know, people have sat down and gone, yes, this is how to do a squat. This is how to protect someone's knees according to this research, you know. So you're getting, I guess, probably not the best information, but you are getting information that has been backed up at some stage by somebody. Mm, and it is intended for entry level yes. as well. Like Marsh and I have both done Cert 4 mm. and the people on the course are pretty varied. Those of us have been training for 10 years each yeah. and had done a lot of reading of our training and everything. Yeah. And we have military experience that is extremely physical, you know, instructor experience in the military, leading sessions in the military. So we were coming from a background of a fairly high level of knowledge. Yes, but like um, rel relative to the course because most of the stuff for us was like, oh, yeah, I know this on bits and pieces. We're quite, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Where there's people who, those things, one person, um, who was like like a Zumba? And yeah, Zumba, yeah, like Zumba. a dance, yeah, dance thing. Fitness instructor. and this person was a dance instructor already. They yeah, worked as they, a dance instructor. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you don't. But they need, weren't qualified. Yeah, because they didn't work in a commercial gym. They or didn't need the certification. Certif whatever. Yeah. They didn't have the certification. Yeah, and so their level of knowledge was way different. Yeah, to us, and everything to them was new. And, yeah. Um. So it is intended for entry level. So you're not going to get crazy informative information you're going to get what's going to bring you up to speed to not hurt anyone while also ideally train them what's it say uh night and slimy armor asked would anyone like to see pictures of my body muscle and space speakle said no yeah. <laughs> i think space speakle speaks for all this yeah. yeah no there's no need to share any pictures yeah it's interesting that you word Just, it so it sounds like you only have one <laughs> well is that what he's saying like, muscles 
There's a, I just say muscles. Yeah. Okay. Body muscles. Uh, body body muscles. As opposed to, to like spe- other muscles. Yeah, as opposed to like I don't know, like spirit muscles or something. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, those can be different. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume so. You can flex on the haters with your mind muscles. Mm. Ninety-one Tay on Instagram said, "Welcome back, Fluffy." Thank you. So oh. I assume you're Fluffy. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is Dan, aka Fluffy. I did. A. I did Hot work as lips. a. I did. <laughs> Work as a fluffer in my past, so it fits, you know. Yeah, what do you mean in your past? <laughs> yeah. Society. <Society-ing. laughs> hey, you got to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, yeah, so becoming a PT is a bit of a weird process in Australia mm. because you don't actually have to do anything to be a PT. You could just wake up one day, change your fucking Instagram name, slap on some booty shorts and go, I'm a PT now. Yeah, that's why like that so I started. Yeah, that's how we all started. <laughs> <laughs> and like that app that we um, looked at, yeah. you can basically oh, jump on there and you've got your whole fucking course. Yeah, that's it. And because out. of technology and like the accessibility, like yeah. you just a simple app that yeah. you can make look like your own app. Yeah. If you pay a little bit extra money and it gave you a bunch of programs, you could yeah, like not, pre-written, you could not pre-written. have an, an original thought in your life yeah. and you could be a PT. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. could just download this app, make your account, get some people and be like, oh yeah, do this, you know, this bot arms fucking routine yeah. that was preloaded with the app I bought yeah. and they're like greatest trainer alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's important to realize when we talk it's about this stuff. said it's 2020 and that's how it works. Yeah. Which is true. And so what we're talking about is becoming a PT you're probably going to do it for one of two reasons, maybe a combination of both, right? You like, you know, the fitness industry or the fitness lifestyle. You like being fit for some reason, you know. Maybe you competed. Maybe you just like training. I mean, we just liked lifting weights. I've always just liked training. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we were like, well, this is something that we could not only do I guess for money, but <laughs> but also to help other people, you know, because we have 20 years combined experience, just me and Dan, not to mention Nathan's experience and then Tyrell who also worked with us for a while, his experience as well. So we had a lot of knowledge that we wanted to hopefully give back to other people and say, look, we're willing to do the research. We're willing to put in the time because we love this stuff. So we'll just cut away all the bullshit and then we'll present it to you in a way that, you know, you can understand and it's going to help you. Um, when you look at, our company, we work primarily with veterans. Um, we only train veterans that, te- and it's part of a mental and physical health program. And the training tends to involve working around a lot of injuries. You know, combat veterans are just riddled with injury. And so, you know, everyone's different. You know, there, there is no such thing with Anvil as like downloading a program off an app and saying, here, just give this a fucking yeah, try. Yeah, it doesn't work. It because fun. it's more risk for us to, we might fuck someone's back even more or we might fuck their shoulders. But um, on the flip side of that, we are able to build, you know, through our psychologist, whereas we don't have to charge our clients because they're veterans, they have that sort of stuff covered for them. When it comes to being a successful PT for, say, gen pop, general population, basically just the rest of the world, mm. um, you need to think of it as a business. This is If you want to do this for the rest of your life, potentially, you need to fucking make some money, right? You can't pay your bills unless you make money. And sometimes making money is not about knowing the best way to squat. Making money is marketing, right? Marketing, yeah. Yeah, and so in an industry where programs, you know, programming isn't, 
that high of a priority realistically. Um, you're dealing with a lot of clients that probably aren't that active on average. So giving them any kind of exercise is better than nothing. So the apps are going to work. The app mm. programs are going to work. No matter what you do, you just give them an app program, they do it, congratulations, they've made progress. Um, What's more important is how they market themselves, the relationships they develop, um, you know, their social media presence is massive, uh, advertising or word of mouth or, you know, the kind of care that they give to their individual clients. So being a, a successful PT is probably different to being a good coach. Yeah. I would agree, yeah. And I think we've covered this in a previous one. We did speak, We yeah, we did speak a fair bit about it in the past about how you need to like market – Marketing is more important than, um, I guess, quality in, in as a business. Yeah. As a business, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're speaking about online coaches actually. When yeah. We did this and we're saying how for online coaches, it's all about marketing as opposed to their knowledge base because, like we're saying, you can give out generic programs yeah. and people are just like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of programs out there online for free that anyone can do. Um, and if that was the solution, just like going back to that thing where like if we had uh, you uh, know, side effect free steroids, yeah. everyone would be fit. I mean, that's just not true because mm. steroids are fairly easy to get your hands on and not everybody takes steroids. You know, um, there are shitloads of free fucking programs out there on the internet, but not everyone is the fittest f person in the world. Not everyone is fucking bench pressing fucking 500 pounds. Mm. You know, it's possible. You just Google it, right? And then you follow the steps and in 10 years, you will probably get there, right? But not people aren't willing to put in that kind of time. Yeah. They aren't willing to put in the research and the effort that it takes and try new things and work around their own injuries and motivate themselves. So a lot of the time being a PT is not about the perfect program yeah um, i think it's important to go into as even just advice general advice to anyone that wants to be a pt yeah or wants to be more successful as a pt yeah is you will probably have to accommodate or compromise your i guess i don't want to say integrity but you know <laughs> like there's there's a, there's a he said it yeah there is a certain point where you're gonna go i know that this isn't the best thing objectively yeah but if i want to get this person doing anything if i want to make this my living yeah. i'm going to have to succumb to <laughs> the to the gen pop wants and needs that, right? yeah which is just a customer driven six, market. Get, get me abs in six weeks and that's exactly right like um you know you might sit down with a client right and the difference at the end of the day is this client pays you money or this client pays another PT money, mm. right? So you want that money because it's going to further your business. Um, and that client says to you, I want to lose fat and gain muscle, right? Yeah. Stock standard line, you're going to get it every fucking time. Um, you turn around, you go, all right, I got this sick program. You're going to be doing squats, whatever, a little bit of cardio here. It all works really well together. I need you in the gym you know, six days a week, I can work with you three of those days. It's going to cost you this much and the person's just going to turn around and go, six days a week, get absolutely fucked. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Squats, no fucking way. Hate them. Um, I came here just to bench press. <laughs> <laughs> and so you go, right, so my question now is, do I just get this guy bench pressing and make money or do I not have money and retain my perfect program yeah you know? and there is and you do have to consider that what they want is the priority yeah event. like mm. you know if unless it's like they're, you know i want a customer well, yeah. yeah they're the customer and they tell you what they want and your mm. job is to facilitate that 
within like, reason. Yeah. That goal within reason. Like yeah. if they're like, I want to get fucking 50 inch quads, you'd be like, well, hey, let's have, let's have a look at this. <laughs> but if, but if, yeah, if they say something like, I just want to bench press, you go, well, okay, let's, yeah. we can we do can that. Work with that. We can yeah. work with that. That's not t- totally unreasonable. And you'd be like, well, I recommend having, you know, some lower body yeah, stuff yeah. for balance, but we can get you benching. Yeah. yeah. And it might be a case of, you know, you're sitting there thinking, I can either help this person in the gym, you know, or they just remain inactive. You know, mm. what's better? They're active in the way that they want to be or they're not active at all. The answer is always them being more active. You know, so as a personal trainer, when I speak about developing relationships or, you know, maintain or like developing your client base, it's all about figuring out what these people want and what's going to keep them coming back. You know, it is absolutely useless to you if somebody comes into the gym for three sessions and then never comes back to you. You can't accomplish anything in three sessions. Um, It's completely useless if someone does your six-week program and then doesn't try to subscribe for something more because they don't see any more value in another round. You know what I mean? So if you're getting some, if you want to be a successful PT, I'm not saying leave something on the table, but I'm saying educate your clients in a way that they want to come back again. You know, they need to they need to be able to see progress for one and they need to understand the value and consistency. They need to be able to come into the gym and do your six-week program and go, fuck yeah, I made this amount of progress with these metrics. I want to do this again to make even more progress. I want to maintain being healthy because there's no such thing as train for six weeks, you're fit for the rest of your fucking life. You know, that's why that's my main issue with six and 12-week programs. But, you know, customer-driven market, once again, you know, gen pop want to be fit in six weeks. Mm. They want to be done in 12 weeks. And so what you have to do is sell them on the 12-week thing and then spend 12 weeks making them realize that it's going to take them the rest of their life to stay healthy. You know, So you, you basically lock them into a window where they're willing to commit and then you show them that exercise doesn't always have to be painful. You know, it's a beneficial, it's going to make them feel better. It's you're going to help them develop a routine and learn new things and suddenly by the end of 12 weeks they're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm looking better. I'm feeling better. I'm sleeping better. I'm eating better." And they're going to go, "I want to do this for another 12 weeks." And another 12 or I want to do this for the rest of my fucking life and you are the reason so I'm going to stay with you as a mm. as a trainer. Do we get another good um, one? Space Picker just said, uh, I've heard you guys use both metric system and English system, which is used more I in Australia. I means the imperial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when um, I say it, metrics, I don't mean no, the don't, metric no, no, system. He, like you said 500 pounds before. Oh, um, right. But then it's, we say like kilos. So, yeah, we primarily Australia, we use, we use the metric the system, metric, so yeah. kilograms. But we in the rest of the world yeah, use the metric yeah, system. Besides America, um, <laughs> I think just it's quite common to measure weight in pounds as well. Depends um, on the plates. It does, got, yeah, it depends on the plates. So, I think powerlifting is like super it, massive. It was in born the in the States. It was yeah. born, yeah. yeah. So, so like when you say like a total, you usually say kind of like pounds or something. Yeah, yeah. and because a lot of the um, kind of Benchmarks. milestones, yeah, yeah. yeah, milestones are a lot of time it's like, you know, 500 pounds is a lot better than 227.5 kilos. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, yeah, 500 pounds. Mm. Um, and all like fucking 315 pounds sounds yeah. better than 140 kilograms. Yeah. Um, so just they're just kind of interchangeable all the time with yeah. weights. But yeah, Australia's metric. Yeah, superior, yeah. the superior version. <laughs> just, you know. 
the yeah the measurement system that got us to the moon <laughs> you're ever thinking like huh which one should i use when i start my country pick the one that got us off the planet yeah yeah and yeah so like the argument oh we're the ones who got to the moon but you use the metric yeah, system that's yeah. literally changed yeah <laughs> I, there was a good, some good stories about when they changed um they did some calculations and fucked up the system because they changed and they basically sent a satellite mm. into Mars's um, <laughs> atmosphere and it just burnt up. <laughs> That's what you get for using feet. Yeah. And they were just like, hmm. I don't know a single satellite with human feet, so yeah. why would you use that as a system? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the satellite. And airliner did it too and they ran out of fuel <laughs> oh, through their flight. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. On, it was like a Canadian one or American one. Yeah. Feet, feet is... Everyone's feet different. <laughs> anyway, yeah. they, back to the uh, topic of being PT. Yeah, what was that comment? I agree that the uh, I agree the metric system is better, but Americans would be too lazy to learn how to change. That's fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. there's a lot of stuff. You've been using it so long, like yeah. though it is kind of bizarre to me. Be like, oh yeah, there's like ninety feet. Oh, it's like you know. 50,132 inches. <laughs> like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's to scale. Yeah, that's just going. <laughs> yep, that's bang on. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, so me, I mean, being a PT is a weird one here because I initially thought when it, everything that I looked into um, was commercial gym stuff. Like, mm. I was like, fuck, if I want to work in a commercial gym, what do I need? And the requirements are Cert 3, Cert 4 as a minimum, right? Um, but then I did some more research into the industry and it turns out if I just want to train people, I don't need any qualifications. But you have to ask yourself who's going to be wanted, who wants to be trained by someone that has no formal education? Mm. In a day and age where formal education seems to be, uh, you know, so commonplace, you know, everyone's got some kind of uni degree. If you're the guy standing there going, come fucking get coached by me, I'll teach you how to squat, and you're the only one without a piece of paper, mm. they're probably going to go, ah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. Like, it's absolutely true that you can be successful without yeah. formal education, and formal education isn't the be-all, end-all, but it's just, you know, it's always comforting to know that the person you're putting your faith in yeah. has recognized education. Yeah. Um, and I'd say, yeah, and I guess we can kind of segue into the kind of differences if you wanted to go to uni as opposed to just. I was just about to talk about that. Yeah. Um, wavelength. Yeah, I watched mm. I watched a really interesting video on YouTube the other day um, with Dave Tate and someone else in it, probably um, fucking Jim Wendler, mm. where they talk about whether it's worth it to get a sports science degree in the States. So this is very oh, state-specific, yeah. um, but someone asked, should I get my exercise science degree to become a coach and they said no the short answer is no because you're going to accumulate more debt with the u.s like fucking formal education system than you will ever get a job good enough to pay that debt mm. off um the thing so that's another thing that you need to be aware of becoming a pt for example or going to uni um in australia to work in the fitness industry is um you get paid based on how many clients you have, basically. Mm. Um, you know, you can charge, say, what, 60 bucks an hour or 80 bucks an hour or fucking 100 and something bucks an hour if you're, like, shit hot at what you do or whatever. But um, but you still need clients to pay that money. You know, if you've got zero clients, zero times 100 bucks an hour is fucking zero dollars, <laughs> yeah. right? So, um, if and clients 
cost more than money, they cost you time, right? So um, you've got, let's say, most people go, oh, I only want to work a 40-hour work week uh, because that's, you know, fairly standard. Um, they might want to work less. They might just be like, oh, I really like this lifestyle where I only work 20 hours a week and I get to chill out, go to the beach or whatever all the time. But you've got to realize that those are 20 billable hours versus 40 billable hours versus even more. You know, you might work fucking 15-hour days, seven days a week, um, and you're going to make a shitload more money doing that than you are working the 20-hour week because you bill for your time. You know, PTs are entirely based on how much time they put in. Uh, if you don't put in the time, you just don't get the money. Mm. Um, but it does seem like uh, these days a lot of people that uh, get, and this is um, this is just, like things, stuff that I've heard. I mm. have no like data to support this, but it seems like most people that get degrees in the fitness industry end up working as a PT anyway. Yeah, because it's more financially viable. You can bill more for your time with the ex phys degree or whatever it is. You can be like, I, you know, I have this degree, so I know more than your average PT. And then you can justify billing ninety bucks an hour, and then you fucking work fifteen hour days. You're making a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? So, but if you don't want to spend four years at uni or five years at uni, and you don't want to be in debt, fucking you know, hundred grand to an Australian government, then you just get the cert four. You can probably end up billing ninety bucks an hour anyway. You know, mm. five years into your career, you now know enough that you can go, "Oh yeah, I've been doing this for five years. I think my time is worth ninety bucks an hour." Yeah. So you do have to make the decision between: Do I want to get the degree and have that level of knowledge backing up what I say, but also that level of debt, or do I want to just get the certifications where it's going to cost me a lot less money, but my knowledge is like I'm going to have to work a lot harder to get the same level of knowledge. Yeah, and I'd say um, for this, and this goes for any degree. Consider it an invest investment um, mm. because it's time you're giving your time and money to get something that is eventually meant to give you a return. Yeah. So consider it like that. Don't just go. Oh, you know, you just go to uni because. Yeah. You know, if you like, I would. I think if you wanted to say be a specialist coach on something yeah say you wanted to be like a specialist strength conditioning coach that might work with teams and things like that you can probably expect to go to university for things like that yeah uh, and there's it probably, probably isn't the first thing you do though no i um, like again it won't be the first thing you do but it's probably increasing your chances yeah to work you know say you wanted to be a trainer of nrl teams or something yeah you know you're looking at quite a high you know like masters levels and things like that um so if you're looking at you know or you want to train again you can probably get away with it over a number of years of experience but if you wanted to train higher level athletes just one-on-one kind of stuff then your odds are better if you have that recognized higher Mm. learning at this i think in this day and age and I'm talking right now. I'm not talking five or ten years in the future because it's going to change. It's already mm. changing. But right now, the more formal the place you want to work, so let's say Australian Institute of Sport, yeah. the more formal the qualifications you need. They just won't hire you without the undergraduate. Well, yeah, degree, they won't even right? look at you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a baseline requirement for them. There's no reason for that. The people that have an undergraduate degree might know fuck all compared to the people that have been working in the industry yeah. for 10 years. That's just tradition but with education. That's yeah. where it's at right now is you want to work at Australian Institute of Sport, you do what they want you to do, right? And if they say get an undergraduate in fucking exercise physiology, get the fucking degree otherwise you're not getting that job Mm. um but if you're 
you know, more confident in your abilities to work outside of that area and still achieve the same goal, you can go about it in different ways. Um, if you want to work in a commercial gym, you get the certifications because that's what they're saying you need to get. Um, but when we talk about looking at it as, as an investment, mm. I completely agree. I think it is an investment. You're paying time and money to get something that is going to hopefully give you a better opportunity. Just because you have the degree does not mean you get the job. That's one thing that I really want to emphasize. I think a lot of yeah. people at, in, in tertiary education realize that too late. Yeah. So, you know, you see, you hear about it all the time, um, especially if you're studying something looking into your field and you look at people that have graduated. A lot of the time you hear people that are just like, I'm just struggling to find a job. I've yeah. put in like, I think it's a big problem in America too. It's like I yeah. you know, put in 150 applications and heard back from three people, three yeah. places. Like that's and, an extreme example. But And there's like, you know, it's, it's so common to hear, um, you know, that they didn't get the job because they didn't get do well in the interview. You know, at no stage you sit down at university and they teach you how to interview properly. Mm. Like, they'll, they'll fucking teach you human anatomy, like front to back, top, bottom, whatever. Whatever you want to know about the human body, they'll fucking tell you. But they're not going to tell you how to sit down across from the, dude, the head dude at AIS and impress him, you know, because realistically at the end of the day, if you want to work at something like Australian Institute of Sport, that dude's or that person sitting there could be a lady, I don't know, but that person sitting there, every single person they see has the same fucking degree as you. Mm-hmm. You're not special because of the degree. You have to be special because of something else. So when you are at university doing something like this, you have to be aware that it is not enough to make you different. You know, you should be looking at other opportunities. You should be looking at um, work experience with a school, you know, mm. doing strength and conditioning work. You should be looking at, um, you know, work experience with higher level coaches. You know, you need to start networking. You need to start developing these relationships and going, you know, who do I know that knows somebody that can get me FaceTime with a team of athletes and so I can start to learn how they train so that when I sit down across from fucking old mate at AIS, you know, well, I've worked with this team and this team and this is the stuff that they're doing. I think this is good. I think these are where they could improve and I want to bring this to AIS and put it together as a program. Yeah. That will get you the job over, hey, I got my ex-phys degree. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's true because and the issue today with education is the saturation of education. Mm. Not, I think the accessibility of education is fantastic. It's yeah. just, you know, it's it's a fuck. All of the universities are businesses, and they're just churning people yeah. out for the money. Um, but you do, and a lot of time, it's just like you know they say at university too, the extracurricular. You know, oh, get yeah. in, get involved. Every faculty has groups. Get involved with the groups. You'll most likely get to be involved with extra stuff they do, whether that's yeah. like projects they do, and then you can put that on your resume. Um, if you can, most people have a job. I think so. While they study, yeah. Um, well, a lot of people do, and if you can get a job, like especially for something like exercise physio, um, or just a sports science degree in yeah. general, you can work at a gym at the same time, part time. Yeah. And you know, you're getting a lot of experience just by doing that and applying yeah. everything you're learning, and that's going to improve your learning. Um, uh, there is one thing about you know any uni student will tell you this. The stuff they teach you at uni is nothing compared to what you learn once you start working in the yeah. industry. Um, unfortunately, there's no piece of paper for on-the-job training. Yeah, <laughs> There's no piece of paper that says, I spent 10 years working with soldiers, um, seeing how they move and what works and what doesn't. Uh, but there is a piece of paper for sitting in a class for fucking eight hours a day for four years of your life, yeah. right? So, um, And the industry or the world is changing, right? So when I talked uh, before about 
um, what it's going to be like in five or ten years' time. Um, people are start the heads of companies, especially big companies, are starting to realize that a degree probably isn't the best thing to measure someone's capability by. Mm. Some of the biggest companies, Google, Facebook, all that, yep. they just cut away. They don't mm. require they put, a degree yeah, anymore. They put you through the specific tests. Like yeah. if you want to be a coder, they say Here this the is coding our tests. Test. Yeah, so we don't care what you have. Yeah. you can do this. Yeah, because. Technology is the main driver of this. Mm. Um, technology is changing on a daily basis, right? The stuff they are teaching at uni with regards to technology is not relevant right now. Um, they try, obviously, they try to give you a base level of information so that the stuff that's happening right now is easier to understand. But unfortunately, you will spend four years learning something that was outdated 10 years ago. And then by the time you hit the industry, people are going to ask you for stuff that was invented a year after you left, right? Yeah. So you're just looking at stuff going, fuck, I didn't learn any of this at uni, basically. Mm. Um, so what you need to do to counteract that is if a degree is the path that you are choosing, you need to work outside of what they give you. You know, you need to do the work that they give you, but you need to do more. You need to look further than just this is what was happening 10 years ago. Well, this is how the fucking internet was invented. Mm. It's not enough. Everybody fucking knows that. Yeah. You can Google it, right? You get Siri to read it for you in the interview if they yeah. asked you. It's like, <laughs> hey, hey how do, you, do you know how the internet was invented? Hey, Siri, fucking bang that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do because yes, I have a smartphone. Yeah. Right? So they, they don't care about what they teach you at uni. They care about, like Nathan said, translatable skills. They care about, you know, have you spent time learning the code that Google uses and how good are you at using that code? Mm. Um, because that stuff isn't a secret. They're not going, this is our code, nobody can learn it. Because then they wouldn't get very good employees. Yeah. Right? They'd just get the same old people and if they had to fire someone, they wouldn't be able to replace them. Yeah. Um, the fitness industry is fairly similar in the sense that the information that we use right now to train people, it's not revolutionary, but it's certainly different from the stuff that they were using 20 years ago. And if you are sitting in university learning out of textbooks written 10 years ago or five years ago, some of that information may not be as accurate as the stuff that we're getting out of studies right now. So, and you might like, and this is a conversation that I have with a lot of veterans. Um, like I said before, vets are fucking riddled with injury. Uh, they tend to be shoulder injuries, knee injuries, and back injuries just from load carriage. Um, and the way they get treated in the military is they treat all the shoulder injuries the same, all the back injuries the same, and all the knee injuries the same because the textbooks say that this is how most knee injuries, whatever, occur and this is what will fix them. Uh, the problem with the human body is it's rarely the same um, and each person generally did their injury in a different way and requires a different approach to fix it. Um, they also developed different neural pathways to compensate for those injuries. So they're all using different body parts to make their shoulder feel better, for example. Um, that kind of thing you don't learn in university because they're just teaching you the basics. They're like, you know, they'll tell you this is what a shoulder injury looks like and these are the best ways to treat it. But until you sit down and work with a dude with a shoulder injury for fucking two years and learn how it moves and what it's doing, you'll never know how to treat that one person, you know. So formal education has its place, but in the fitness industry especially, it is it is rarely as effective as the things that you will learn working with people day in, day out. Mm, especially the, the slight variances in each person. Mm. Like, you know, yeah, you'll learn the basics in formal education, but then you'll... Have you may train three different people in a day, and each different, and you could get those people to do the exact same workout, 
you know, with weights changed or whatever. Yeah. And you'll just see tiny differences in every single movement that each person has. Yeah. And there's ways to compensate for stuff like that. Like, you know, insert four, they'll tell you this is how to do a squat, right? But, you know, and they'll show you the kinds of things that you should be probably looking for and, you know, knees outside the toes, whatever it might be, you know, knees in line with the toes. They'll tell you a bunch of different things. Whether it's right or wrong is irrelevant because you might get your first client, put a bar on their back and they're just fucked, right? Mm. You know, you tell them, oh, yeah, I'll just get you to do a squat and everything just goes in 10 different directions and you just go, oh, what the fuck do I do? Mm. You know, so they rarely teach you how to deal with these situations that don't come up that often. But in reality, they come up all the fucking time. You know, not everybody knows how to move properly. Um, One of the most common things about, you know, the day and age we live in right now is people just aren't really that active. You know, you, the majority of the population spend a lot of time sitting at a desk at a computer tapping away. Um, They don't know how to squat properly. They don't know how to deadlift or pick things up off the ground they don't know how to press or pull um so rather than getting someone to do bench press you know you give someone a program that says oh i need you to do three sets of 10 of bench press squats whatever Mm. you're not giving them that because they can't fucking do any of that stuff you spend most of your time going all right let's just figure out how to make your squat not look totally fucked yeah um so you don't learn that until you leave that formal education process because formal education is not designed to cater to the very individual. It's designed to cater for the masses, basically. They're trying to teach you what's going to work for most people uh, because that's the knowledge that they've deemed necessary. Yeah, It's just like foundational knowledge and then you can build on that. Yeah. Yeah, and education... Specialized education like tertiary study or even TAFE or anything after high school, you're yeah. studying to go into a specific field. So you need, you're learning the foundations of that specific field, which is why, like Marshall was saying, you'll learn more once you go to the job. Yeah. You need to learn the job because you'll get all the foundations and they can, whoever your boss may be, can expect you to understand, I know, like what a squat is. Yeah. But then they'll go, okay, now get, tell me about high bar and low bar squat. And, yeah. you know, they might, you know, it's, it keeps getting more. Um, in information dense. Yeah, the more specified you get, so the more you go into things, the more you get to learn. But it's and I would say that on the job stuff is more advanced than the foundational stuff you yeah. learn in the formal education. Um, just I guess wrapping up because we're on the yeah. home stretch now. Um, I've watched a couple of videos now on Jim Wendler. Uh, he's a famous powerlifting coach and powerlifter. You can go on YouTube and just type in Jim Wendler. He's got a good series on uh, how he trains a high school football team. And his main points are these kids don't move that often. You know, he's teaching them very basic movements. So the solution there is not get them to do the program that people were doing 20 years ago because 20 years ago people could run, they could squat, they could do all this stuff without you even asking. Um, whereas nowadays they just don't know how to. So he, it's been really eye-opening for him to uh, coach a team of kids that they don't know how to do stuff and you give them variations of exercises that, allow them to do these movements with just very little risk of them hurting themselves. Um, You know, it might be changing a barbell for a a goblet squat, you know, something like that. Really simple stuff. But it's one of his key points, and this is for anyone that's thinking of becoming a PT or already is a PT and just wants to be a little bit better at their job, is um, stop doing the stuff that they've been doing for hundreds of fucking years and start doing the stuff that works, right? So... 
uh, figure out what works for your client. Um, if you want them to train their lower body, get them squatting in a way that their squat goes properly. You know, it does not have to be a barbell. Just because on Cert 4 they told you barbell squat does not mean you can't Google what are the other 100 million ways to squat and then just pick one of those that works better for your client. Um, stop using the programs that are just cut and dry and just reproduce the same fucking results and start thinking a little bit outside the box and doing what works for people on an individual basis. I think maybe a topic for another time would be, would you train like Vikings or Spartans differently to how they trained? Knowing like what you know now. Yeah, sure. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah. you know, I feel like theirs was fairly specific. Like kill. (laughs) Well, the... The Would Spartans, I train soldiers nowadays when they've got the same fucking job? Yes, yeah, I train them true. differently. Mm. Um, Dusty did jump on at the hey, end. Dusty. He said, Dan's back, everyone. Dan's back. Hey, Dan. Hey, <laughs> man. Um, Trent said, lol, nude. Oh, train nude? Yeah. Yep. yeah. You really need to feel the body move, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's it. Cool. See All it. right. Thank you. So Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels Lips is back. Yeah. <laughs> let's see if, let's, see if, let's see if you it. remember. Let's spin the tires. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been practicing or have you been away? Yeah. In the yeah. mirror. In the mirror. Yeah. At 5.55. Yeah. Charlotte's trying to leave me if I didn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where's she going to go? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to go back to Sydney? Yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks for everyone for tuning in, everyone that's contributed or just watching the background, everyone that watches later. We are Animal Training Development. See how his voice goes. It deeper? gets like... Yeah, it gets like, sexier. Yeah, it does. It gets sexier. Someone must be this all the time. It was time. Chris. Chris said, Chris immediately was like, Hey, hey, hey baby. Hey, I'm dead. We're in and development. Anyway, we, we have our podcast. Um, it is on Spotify and Apple Music. It is called The Hardware Anvil TD Podcast. And we're also on YouTube, and our channel is Anvil Training Development. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 p.m. for our scheduled Anvil Live at 5. Um, so we'll see anyone that tunes in then and thanks for tuning in. Thanks, yeah. Guys. Talk, Adios.